Act Three of Alias Miss Sherlock by Arthur Lewis Tubbs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three. Scene. Parlour of a small apartment, uptown New York. Well, but not elaborately furnished. There is a door right leading to a small entry, with another door beyond to hall. Door or narrow archway left with thick draperies, parted in centre. Telephone, etc. Discover Dick Brewster sitting centre. He is ghastly pale, looking exhausted, his head drooping, eyes nearly closed, hands hanging limply over sides of chair. He has just been put through the third degree, and is almost a mental and physical wreck. He is muttering in a final gasp of denial to the demands that he confess. Henry Markham, the detective, stands at his left, looking sternly down at him. Higgins, an officer in uniform, right centre, somewhat back. Dick shaking head slowly and speaking in wavering tones no no i didn't i didn't do it markham sternly seizing his shoulder shaking him roughly come now stop that faking you've got life enough in you if you wanted to show it you can't fool me the sooner you make a clean breast of this thing the better it'll be for you no no i can't you stood behind those curtains and fired the shot that killed that woman, the woman that threw you over, and we can prove it. If you own up to it and tell us all about it so we know what your provocation was, why, then you'll get some mercy. But if you don't... Dick still shakes his head, weakly, murmuring a refusal. Pluggy little guy, ain't he, boss? You don't look as if you'd... The doorbell rings right. That'll do for you. No remarks from the gallery. See who that is. And whoever it is, tell them they can't come in. Enter left, Delphine, the French maid. Without looking to right or left, she goes to right to open the door, but Higgins is ahead of her. He opens door, goes into entry. Delphine goes back to left, exits, but stands behind curtains, peering through, listening. Markham sees her, glances in her direction, and she disappears, pulling curtains together. Higgins enters right, cautiously holding the door slightly open. It's that young lawyer feller, uh, Fillmore. Don't know what right he has here. Tell him he can't come in. Higgins is about to go out right, when the door is pushed open and Leonard enters, thrusting him aside. He is followed by Sarah, who at once sees Dick and goes to him, kneeling by his side in spite of Markham, who is too surprised to prevent her. Dick, oh, Dick, what have they been doing to you? Dick, I am here, your Aunt Sarah. Look at me, Dick. Dick! Dick falls over lifelessly into her arms. She fondles him. What's all this? Where did this woman come from? She has no right here. Addressing Leonard. Nor you either. 
I don't know. No logins coming in, I guess, seeing we rang the bell and somebody opened the door. Anyhow, we're here. So I see, and I'd like to know what it means. How'd you find out? It wasn't given out, down at headquarters, I reckon. I found out, though, it seems. I heard you were going to put this boy through your villainous third degree, and I would have managed to prevent it, some way, if I'd known it in time. Oh, you would? Think you've got a lot of influence, don't you? Well, maybe you have, back in that Jayburg where you come from. But I guess you can't very well upset the whole New York Police Department and the detective force. We haven't got through with this young fellow yet, and you won't find it wise to interfere. Sarah, placing Dick's head against back of chair and springing up, facing Markham boldly. Well, I'll interfere. I won't let you torture this poor boy any more. Look at him, what shape he is in. It's wicked, shameful. How can you do it? It's cruel. It isn't fair. Excuse me, madam, but I guess we know our business and what's right and fair without any advice from anybody. We brought this young fellow here where he committed that crime to make him confess, and if he knows what's best for him, he'll do it. Confess? Confess to something he never did? No, never. He shan't do that. You can't make him do it. I wouldn't interfere, Miss Newcomb, if I were you. To Markham. I don't believe you want to do anything unjust. Mm, inadvisable, I mean. You must see that my client is in no condition to stand any more. It looks like you'd put him through a pretty severe ordeal already. Give the poor boy a chance. Huh. Yes, he had a chance, all right. A chance to skip, with your help, it seems. If we hadn't gotten a tip and been a little too quick for you. We got there just in time, it seems, to catch the bird almost on the wing. What kind of business you call that, for a lawyer, helping a murderer to escape? We believe the boy to be innocent. I am his attorney. I wanted time to look up evidence, to prepare a defense. To get him away, you mean, because you know there ain't a chance for him. Well, you see, you didn't do it. Seizes hold of Dick, trying to make him rise. Come, come along. You needn't try any more of that pretending. I know all about that. What? What are you going to do with him? Going to finish our job, of course. You don't think we ever give up, do you? Guess not. We got just a little more to say to this chap, just as soon as you'll be so obliging as to leave. Beg pardon, madam, for seeming impolite. But business is business, and duty is duty. But can't you see he isn't able to stand any more? Look at him. He's nothing but a poor, weak, scared boy. I guess I know what he is, all right. You'll have to stand aside, madam. Sarah has sunk down by chair, holding Dick in her arms as if to shield him. Markham starts to take hold of him. Leonard, who stands right centre, looks on, as if doubtful just what to do. Higgins comes down, stands near Markham, left centre. Come, you might as well get up. I got a few things to say to you yet. See here, Mr. Markham, don't you think you could call it off for the present? I know when it's time to call things off. What I want you to do is take this lady and get out. This is serious business, and we're losing time.
Very well. I suppose we must submit. Patting Dickon back. Brace up, my boy. Don't give in. We will have to go now, but we shan't forget you a minute. Remember that. Dick, reaching up his hand, which Leonard grasps. Thanks. I know. I'll try. Leonard, dropping Dick's hand, taking Sarah by arm, assisting her to rise. Come, Miss Newcomb, we'll have to go now. I'm sorry, but we'll have to, I guess. Sarah, once more appealing to Markham. Oh, sir, won't you stop trying to make him say what he never means to say? Unless you drive him to the point where he doesn't know it? He's not a murderer, that boy. Look at him. Can't you tell he isn't that kind? Promise me, if we go, you'll let him alone, for tonight, anyway, and take him back and let him have some sleep. Why, he's all played out, just a rack. I know what to do, madam. You leave it to me. I'm not madam. I'm just Miss Newcomb from the country, where folks have hearts and give them that are in trouble a chance, instead of kicking em and grinding em down and never giving em a fair show. I'm this boy's aunt, his mother's sister, and I love him as much as his own mother ever did. I guess more, and I want to help him. Won't you do what I ask? Let him— Excuse me. Tain't no use your talking, madam, or miss because I got orders, and I'm going to carry them out. We came here for a purpose, and we're going to stick to it. So the sooner you get out of the way, the better it'll be for all concerned. Sarah, standing over Dick, her hand on his shoulder. Then you'll have to carry me away, for I am here, and I won't budge a step. Miss Newcomb. See here, ma'am. This won't do. It's all foolishness, us losing time this way. You step aside and let us do our duty. Is it your duty to crush the very life out of this poor boy? Well, then it's my duty to stand between him and you and protect him, and I mean to do it as long as there's a mite of strength left in my body. Markham seizing hold of her arm. See here, I've had enough of this. Either you step aside or I'll place you under arrest. Mr. Markham! That's what I said. What do you think I am? She is interfering with the law. Sarah wrenches herself free from his grasp, facing him defiantly. For a moment, he seems too taken aback to interrupt her. You talk about the law that the likes of you are chosen to enforce. You, you who are not men but great ravenous beasts looking for something to tear to pieces and devour. You want a victim. What do you care if it is a poor, weak boy who hasn't the strength to defend himself? It's all the better for you, all the easier. It's somebody for you to shake and choke and grind under your heel till they haven't life enough left to do anything but give up. What if he is innocent? You don't think of that. All you want is to show that you represent the law and to hold your jobs and prove what great detectives you are. Madam, you'd better... He approaches her menacingly. Leonard also makes an attempt to silence her, but she thrusts them both aside, still assailing Markham. Law! Don't you know there's a law of pity and mercy and justice, as well as one of might and terror, the kind that puts folks behind prison bars and hangs them, maybe for something they never did? 
is it justice to try to prove a person committed a crime and never try to prove they didn't why don't you look for something that might help this poor boy instead of saying he's guilty and letting it go at that proofs you say you have proofs but you don't mean to let him prove that you are wrong you don't want him to you're afraid he will even if you saw a chance to save him you wouldn't take it cause then you'd have to go to work all over again all you want is a victim someone to hang well you shan't have my boy you shan't you shan't she finally gives up partly exhausted again sinks down on floor by dick shielding him still looking up at markham defiantly though with wavering strength he has stood looking at her at first angrily then dumbfounded finally with a half good-natured expression he now shakes his head murmurs well i'll be leonard to markham she'll be all right mr markham if you'll just let me oh all right go ahead i guess we won't bother any more today you mean you'll call it off yes i guess so for the present leonard to sarah helping her to rise miss newcomb it'll be all right now mr markham says they won't carry it any further today sarah in a sort of daze to markham you mean you let him rest sleep yes i guess we can fix it it's getting late and see here higgins we'll take him back now and postpone this business till tomorrow markham and officer are right centre somewhat back leonard right sarah and dick centre she with arm about him do you hear dick they're going to let you have some rest now it'll be all right you try to be brave and don't forget i'm not giving up for a minute dick with a show of better courage i will aunt sarah i'm going to brace up and make the best of it i didn't mean to give way like that but i couldn't help it they drove me to it i know dick boy i know come now you'll have to go but keep up your courage and we'll save you yet you see if we don't she leads him up he goes with the officer with an attempt at braveness smiling faintly at sarah as she kisses him with a pat on the shoulder the officer takes him outright followed by markham who shakes his head slightly as if it were all too much for him leonard lingers well i must say no you mustn't you needn't say a word i know what you think but i ain't crazy and i wouldn't care if i was i got the best of that detective and gave him a piece of my mind that i hope he won't forget well i should say you did a pretty generous piece but i'm afraid you have a wrong idea as to what you did to him but i made him give up you'll think he'll keep his word don't you oh yes so far as that goes but i don't see as we've gained much except a brief respite for dick of course that's something but we might as well face the facts we haven't found a clue yet not a thing to refute their evidence not even who gave them that tip which upset all our plans that certainly was a blow yes i almost gave up for a while it certainly is a mystery 
somebody knows somebody who has an object in causing dick's arrest but who who he declares nobody knew his name but miss navarre nobody else saw him there except those two the man and this french maid uh, whatever her name is then it was one of them that notified the police but how did they know you haven't found out who the man was no there seems to have been a lot of them my she must have been one of them vampire things it tells about in some of those detective stories the kind they have in the movies poor thing maybe her fate was no more than she deserved but to say that dick len something's got to be done for one thing i'm going to stay here and talk to that french woman i may be able to get something out of her i doubt it she seems to have told all she knows the police say her story hangs together no we can't get away from it everything points to young brewster but points wrong i know it there's something strange about all this i mean something we haven't even got an inkling of yet len i want you to go away and leave me i want to look around a little and talk to that woman i don't see the use the police have examined everything here so have i yes i know the police have and you have but i haven't i may think i'm too smart len but it won't do any hurt for me to try something's got to be done we are right up against that blank wall and i'm going to make a desperate effort to find a loose stone in it there must be a hole in it somewhere if it's only a chink and i shan't give up till i see at least a speck of light shining through well i suppose being a woman you'll have to have your own way you ought to know that by this time so i want you to go and leave me here for a while hmm. i don't know about that not so sure it would be safe pshaw i guess i can take care of myself of course you can wait downstairs for me if you want to you might come up say in fifteen minutes or so and see if i'm still alive or need any help well i suppose if you say so i do so supposing you vanish i want a chance to look around and take things in there may be a clue here somewhere just waiting for me to pick it up and maybe i can beat the great markham at his own game at any rate i'll feel better satisfied to try leonard at all right very well there's a the telephone i'll be down in the office if you need me phone down and i'll come right up otherwise i'll wait fifteen minutes or twenty you needn't be in such an awful hurry oh all right take your time only remember there's the telephone and be careful oh go on i know what to do exit leonard right sarah goes and closes door after him stands for a moment knob in hand looking about then comes to centre stands gazing around to right to left up down goes about examining everything closely she does not appear to notice the curtains across door left but gradually working her way in that direction suddenly flings them apart disclosing delphine who has been watching her come right in i was just going to call you delphine entering a bit confused but still self-possessed oui madame i 
I was about to inquire if I could be of assistance. That's very kind of you. Seem real anxious, don't you? Anxious? Oh, oui, certainement, madame. Hmm, you've cut it a little different from the rest of them, haven't you? I suppose that's French. Madame, meaning the same as just plain madame in New York language. Well, I ain't either of them. I'm just Miss. Plain Miss Newcomb. I see. Mademoiselle. Mademoiselle? Land sounds like swearing, don't it? I always heard you French women won't very particular how you talked. Come all the way from France, did you? Oh, we a very long time ago, since I am quite petite. So, must feel quite at home here by this time. Kind of strange you still jabber French talk. Seems so you might know all United States by this time. Oh, but always I am of my own language so fond. I do not so much seek to speak the Anglaise. I see, to memory dear, as the old song says. Well, anyway, supposing we sit down for a while and have a little talk. I'd kind of like to ask you a few things, if you don't mind. So, certainement, if madame wish. But I will stand. To sit also with madame would not be, uh, what you say, the thing. So? I suppose maybe it wouldn't, if that's the way you look at it. Still working here, are you? I stay, for a time. Ah, oh, my poor mistress, Mademoiselle Nevar. Wiping her eyes, appearing grief-stricken. Oh, pardon, but it is so terrible. Such shock, as you say. I have not yet of myself the control. She was so kind. I am of her so fond. How long had you worked for her? Oh, not for so long a time. A three months, maybe four. I am with her. I cannot now just remember. Also, she treats me as a friend. My poor, poor mistress, who have been so cruelly murdered by that Mr. Brewster. Stop. Don't say that. He's my nephew. And no murderer. Oh, I know they say he is. You may think he did it. But I don't, and all the detectives in New York and the whole police department to boot couldn't make me believe it. I beg of Madame de Pardon. I mean not to offend, but it is so plain. There can be no doubt. What I see, I see. What I know, I know. Well, sometimes folks think they see more than they do, and don't know quite so much as they think they do. Rising, looking about. Do you mind sort of pointing out just what you did see? What happened here that day that your mistress was killed? You didn't see it done, did you? Ah, uh, but yes, almost it was the same. I heard, I saw her, poor Miss Neva, lying there, oh, so cruelly murdered, lying in a little pool of, of blood, her blood. And then, then... She pauses, shuddering. But ain't you getting a little ahead of your story? First you say you heard. Heard what? A pistol go off? Go off? Oh, we oui, it make the bang noise. So just as I come up in the elevator and get off here at this floor. 
So you didn't come on home with Miss Navarre that day? No, seldom I would do that. Always she would have some friend, some gentleman, who would take her out, to supper, escort her home. I am to stay at the theatre, in the dressing room, to put away her costumes, to arrange everything, you know. I come later, by and by, when I am through. That is how. But seldom it is that I come with her. She had quite a lot of gentlemen friends, didn't she? Oh, we, oui, it was many. She was so popular. That day, it seems, it was the young man, Mr. Brewster, as you say, your, how is it? My nephew. Oui, but I did not know him. Never would she tell me the names. It is sometimes the one, sometimes it is another. I ask no questions. I know my place. You had never seen my nephew, Mr. Brewster, before that day? No, never had I seen him until I enter. After the shot, find my mistress dead. Run here, to this door, put aside these curtains, so, and there. There stand the young man, your Mr. Brewster. His eyes bulge, his face is of the crazy look. And there, there on the floor, right by him, I see the pistol with which he had just fired the shot that killed my mistress. Delphine is holding back the curtains, looking within the room off left. Sarah stands near her, looking at same spot. The pistol laid right there. Oui, I pick it up. Oh, you picked it up? And looked at it? Oh, oui. Then I think, it is too horrible. I drop it. In the same spot? We, oui, in the same spot, right there. You see? Yes, I see. Hmm. And in the meantime, what else happened? Where was Dick? Oh, but he escaped. I am so excited. He go, quick, there. Points right. And disappear. I am at the telephone. When again I look, he is gone. What about that other man that was here? What became of him? Then why he also... He is gone. Oh, he skipped too? Where did he go? I do not see. When I have called the police, I am alone. Alone with her, my mistress. Dead. But it seems that man showed up afterwards. They have his testimony. But then it is too late. The murderer, he is gone. Yes, whoever it was... Not the one you think. But we won't argue that question now. I want to look around a little. I'll see what this room looks like. Exit Sarah left. Delphine holds back curtain, looking in at her. Sarah calls from within. Where does this door go to? The door? Oh, that door, it leads to the dining room. Then it is the kitchen it, as they say. There is a slight pause. Delphine drops curtain, comes to centre, looking towards left, showing some annoyance. Scowls with a vindictive expression. Sarah enters, holding curtain aside, looking back off left. There's just that one door. You say it leads into the dining room and on into the kitchen. So the kitchen we seldom use. When we have the meals here, it is the caterer that would come in. Oh, that was the way. You never did the cooking? I? Cook? 
But no, never. I am not a cook. Mon Dieu, no. I don't see what you're staying here all this time for anyway. No work for you to do? Not getting any pay, are you? But my mistress, already she have paid me, in advance. And the apartment also for some time it is paid. The police, they say I shall stay, for the prisons, till they have been here sometimes. Yes, and brought that poor boy to torture him. But don't you get lonesome here, feel kind of, mm, sort of creepy-like? Creepy-like? I do not know. It is the strange word. But I need not to creep. Well, never mind. Only I wondered. Now, let me see. Couldn't somebody have come in through that door in there and done it? But it is not possible. The door always, it is locked. Locked? That door, between that room and the dining room? That's funny. Why? No, the other door, beyond. The one that opens to the hall, the other entrance. You see? Always that is locked. Nobody could come in. Besides, Mr. Brewster, he was there, in this room. He see nobody. It is he that says so. He was alone, quite, when I come. The door beyond, I find it still locked. Sarah, puzzled, looking about, thinking deeply. Hmm. And that other man who was here, the one who skipped out too, you don't know who he was? But no, as I have told madame, I believe some friend of Miss Navarre, who also come that day for the first time here. She know him as so jealous, is afraid. She tell Mr. Brewster to hide, there. And then when he suspect, they quarrel, perhaps. And then, from there, behind the curtain, Mr. Brewster, wild, jealous, too, of the other one, crazy with the anger, he... Oh, that's how you figure it out, is it? Well, there may have been somebody in there, crazy and wild with the en guerre, but you needn't tell me you have named the right person. I know better. Madame, is it that you would say I do not tell all? That it is not true what I have said? But it is what you call corroborate. The police, they believe. Of course they do. They'll believe anything that suits their side. You won't catch them trying to make it look any other way. But what does Madame think? I don't think. I know that it wasn't Dick Brewster that shot that woman, no matter if everybody else in the world says he did. But to prove I'm right, that's another thing. You'd like to help me, wouldn't you? I... but I cannot. It is not that I would not, but... but what I know it is. Of course, I sympathize. Beginning to tire of interview. Now, if Madame would care to go? Thanks, but I'm in no hurry. Guess I'll stay a while longer. Sits left centre. But you needn't wait. I know the way out. Delphine goes dawn left. And if Madame should wish for me, she will call? Yes. But say, I wish you'd call me Miss... I hate that madame business. Oh, certainement, miss. Thanks, that's more like it. Just Miss Newcomb. It makes me feel like a dressmaker, 
or a woman that tells fortunes or fixes fingernails to be called madam all the time she sits in deep thought seeming not to notice delphine who is about to exit left she looks towards door right and speaks just as delphine parts curtains left and is about to exit hmm by the way that door there pointing to right there's another one and a little entry between isn't there delphine coming part way back to left centre oh oui vestibule yes if that's what you call it she goes right opens door looking out that door the one into the hall that's kept locked i suppose oui always it is locked it is the spring lock then it was locked that day of the that it happened certainement but you burst right in after you heard that shot had a key i suppose why of course miss nevard i both we have the key the same one no no each we have one then when you got off the elevator just as you heard the shot you unlocked the door and rushed right in delphine makes assent i see and when you came in you saw miss navarre there on the floor yes yes as i have said my poor mistress yes yes you mean we oui, we oui, don't you well anyway you rushed right across this room and pulled aside those curtains how did you know there was anybody behind them but i have heard the shot i look i see a hand a face there in the curtains i look it is he hmm it didn't take you long to unlock the door and get in after you got off the elevator did it had the key already i suppose why of course it is so easy it take but a second now of course that's just one of my foolish questions but i'd like to see the key the key it is nothing just a key i know but i'm sort of curious just like to look at it if it ain't too much trouble it is strange but of course it is in my bag i will get it exit delphine left sarah has closed door right comes to centre stands squinting her eyes with a keen suspicious look after delphine seems to be putting two and two together after a slight pause enter delphine left that it delphine indicating yale key one of two tied together this sarah taking keys examining one indicated yes and uh what is this other one the other one oh why it is that we have two sure of course so if you should lose one as one might so easily you see sure easy as anything i've lost things myself lots of times keys too but it seems kind of funny to have em tied together like this if you lose one you lose both then how'd you get in she has placed one key on top of the other comparing and examining them closely feeling of nicks in them 
it is not that i keep them so i have just tied them since oh i see of course now you've got the other one the one that she had delphine somewhat relieved we oh, why of course if you lose these you have that one now all very plain you say these are both to that door indicating door right we oui, both she holds out her hand to take keys sarah is about to give them to her when the doorbell rings right and she keeps them there that's len fillmore he said he'd come up after me starts to door i delphine is about to open door right but sarah intercepts her never mind i'll let him in but madame hold on it is my place land i guess i've been to doors she is too quick for delphine opens door and quickly goes out pulling door shut behind her delphine seems annoyed after pause opens door cautiously peering out sarah outside all right len go right in delphine closes door quickly goes to centre just as leonard enters right oh you're here are you del peen delphine monsieur oh yes fine uh, new one on me french isn't it oh oui nice name all right suits you merci mercy oh yes that means much obliged you're welcome nice name nice girl you were miss navarre's maid i understand oui i am her maid am oh i see that's your way of saying was sort of hired girl you were i suppose i know not that hired girl if it is the servant that you mean no well you're a girl and you got paid guess it's about the same thing but i suppose you didn't do much housework monsieur would joke with me i beg to be excused about to exit left pshaw you needn't get mad about it you and miss newcomb have been having quite a chat here haven't you oh indeed much it is that she is so inquisitive you mustn't mind her she means all right looking right i wonder if she's got lost guess i'd better look delphine at door right i will see she is about to open door when sarah enters ready len well i should say you yes all ready now guess you think it's about time looking about in search of something in bag then on floor ah i declare i've lost my handkerchief must have dropped it to delphine maybe it's in that room there would you mind looking no certainement exit delphine left the curtains are closed sarah glancing left then going and looking through curtains closing them coming back speaking cautiously to leonard len yes Shh. glancing left you know that stone wall the blank one yes well there is a chink in it a hole ah uh, and it's a key hole going right about to exit he follows her curiously yes len a keyhole and i think i've got the key that fits it 
exit Sarah door right. Leonard at door, holding it partway open, looks out after her with wrinkled brows, then smiles indulgently. Exit Leonard right. At same instant, enter Delphine left. I did not find... She looks surprised, puzzled, hastens to door right, just as Leonard closes it behind him. She opens it. Madame! The key! The outer door is heard to slam. Delphine stands with knob of inner door in her hand, looking out. A perplexed expression, then one of apprehension, fright, dawns upon her face. Curtain End of Act 3